Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional-level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Somebody. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Song Facts Podcast. I am your host, Corey O'Flanagan. I'd like to thank you for being here. As always, we are proudly a part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. And if you're listening, go ahead, leave us a five-star review. We appreciate it. We appreciate you being here. And let's get on with the show. Today, we have the lovely Naomi Cowan. Naomi grew up in the musical business with her parents, Tommy, a former road manager for Bob Marley, and the international reggae vocalist, Dr. Carlene Davis Cowan. Growing up, spending her weekends backstage has given her comfort within the spotlight. As one of the rising stars of Caribbean music, including a recent collaboration with Shaggy, as we get into, Naomi elegantly recalls the stories behind her songs and shares some of those with us today. So if you're looking for some feel-good summer tunes as the weather warms up, tune into this episode of the Song Facts Podcast and be on the lookout for more great music from Naomi Cowan. Naomi Kao, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, as I was kind of getting ready to talk to you, and I'm so thankful that um, your publicist reached out to me, and uh, and then I'm talking to you, and I've discovered your music because I'm always looking for good, fun, happy, what I would call more world music, and I, th- I feel like you really bring that. Oh, awesome! But well, I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> um, so I want to get into some of your tunes, but to start. Let's chat quickly about your upbringing because it's so unique. Both of your parents were deeply entrenched in the world music scene and especially it sounds like your dad with the reggae scene. So I'm just wondering what it was like for you growing up in a house with so much talent and um, and music history. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I feel like it was a very magical childhood to have when I really look back and stuff because 
Um, my parents, because they're both creatives and creators of music and create and ex musical experiences, I feel as though I had a lot of like um, room for expression, you know, which I think is a big part of what childhood should childhood is about is like yes. owning your voice, finding your voice, expressing yourself in multiple ways. So because that's what they did professionally, I always felt very free to be myself. You know, I felt very free to sing, dance, run around, shout, you know, whatever. I never had a lot of fears around being me. And, um, you know, I think that was very, very important in forming the person I am now. And, and then also, um, I think it also forms a lot of my artistry now. Like a lot of, like it's, you know, there have been times in my life where I think I've tried to make myself smaller, but that inner child voice that I have is so strong that I can't deny it for too long, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I, I think, you know, what was cool growing up in the industry was, you know, maybe my weekends were spent backstage at, backstage at concerts, on the road, in rehearsal studios. You know, um, I was just around what, what maybe most people like feel like they see on the outside and I got to see an inside look at it for a very long That's time. That's such an amazing thing that yeah. I think it's like a, a fantasy for a lot of people yeah. to think about having that kind of upbringing, but I'm sure it wasn't all just like perfect. Were you ever afraid of the spotlight or was that just something that you kind of gravitated towards? I always gravitated towards the spotlight because I, as I said, like I've always just loved to perform and entertain. Um, but I think I used to sh uh, shy away from the singing spotlight, maybe more from the st standpoint of wanting to be considered an individual and not compared or, you know, doing, I, I think I never ever wanted to do what was expected of me. And so um, some of my, you know, choices were more, more of me just trying other things so that everybody didn't like, oh, it makes sense that she would do X, Y, Z, you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Yeah. Um, and then did you ever have any other aspirations? I know that I was reading that you're involved in some philanthropy, which I really love to see. Mm -hmm. Um, but was music really the only path that you ever really saw for yourself or was there no, something No, no, actually I, truthfully, I, I, I really more saw myself as like a, I initially wanted to be, um, like a broadcast journalist, you know, oh, really? I, yeah, I actually more thought of myself like, you know, like a Jamaican Oprah or, you know, not necessarily only in Jamaica, <laughs> not just only in Jamaica, but I ideally wanted, I actually wanted uh, an international like broadcast presenter career because, you know, my dad, one of his claims to fame were, um, was being an MC, like he was like a really popular host of like concerts and stuff like that. So okay. I kind of grew up seeing him do that and I also have the gift of gab if you want to call it and so um and so i actually studied broadcast like media production um in college and that was kind of what i thought my path would be and i, I think i i had this dream where i was like you know what you know i want to be the first jamaican to you know have a nationally syndicated television show or something like that so i you know i did have big hopes for myself in that area 100 percent. wow yeah I love it. You really like to dream big. Too. Yeah, and, you know, for sure. It's, it's <laughs> what an amazing thing to be like, you know what? I'll do a international pop star as kind of a backup. Yeah. 
I really, really like that. And I, 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 you do have the gift to gab, and I appreciate that. That makes my job easier. Yeah, it um, does. It does work end. out for the interviews, I will say. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, let's dive into some of your music because it's been introduced to me. It's spring. The weather is warming. Couldn't really be a better time oh, to yes. have this type of music come into my world. Um I want to start with the song that um, I think is one of your more recent releases, if not the most recent, which is Holiday. Yes, yes. This has such a happy feel and just an awesome rhythm to it. And I just, I'm curious how this song came together. Sure, yeah. So um, Holiday, you know, what happened is I I reached out. There's a British um, or a, a London-based producer. His name is Jamie Rodigan. And um, it's funny because he's also kind of like child of the music. His um, his dad is a very, like a legendary DJ, um, you know, from like, the 70s 80s and um so i had reached out to him just kind of on a whim of hey man like i think it would be dope if we work together however that looks and so it kind of started with him um sending me beats and this one just connected you know and for me when it came to writing the song i generally listen like if i if i'm not writing a song from scratch mm -hmm. and i'm kind of writing it meaning based off of a, a instrumental i tend to just listen and see what the immediate vibration that I get from the song is, I like that. you know, so I just kind of, kind of go into my head and, um, yeah, I, I look for what, what, what did it make me feel like? And so it's like, I listened to this, the, the rhythm, we call it rhythms. And, um, and I just felt like I was on holiday. That's the only way I can think of it, you know? And from there is where I started to craft the song. So, you know, I think for me, what it felt like was um, disappearing into, you know, like when you go on a date and the, the time flies by so fast. Yeah. Um, yep. The time flies by so fast that you're like, oh, my God, we've been talking for four hours or we've been doing, you know, whatever. You've been hanging out for so long and you didn't realize that's been six hours. That's kind of the emotion I got from the instrumental. And, wow, so yeah. really even just the music hit you in that yes. way without even having hearing any vocal track with it. That's yeah. really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's literally what happened. And um, then I just kind of went from there. And I want to tell anyone who's listening to go check out this video. This looked like such a fun shoot for you. These it was so retro. Fun. These outfits that you and your your girlfriends had on yes. looked like just so retro. And I was just, what was memorable about putting that together? You know what was memorable is that it it felt good throughout the whole time. In other words, shoot days can can be pretty stressful, you know, and um, yep. um. It can and, and also I've little fact for you, I've never done that many outfit changes in one day, <laughs> which was impressive for me, meaning the fact that we got through four, I think it was four scenes, um, you know, in in a short time. I really have to give credit to the director because he was just very good on um, 
moving fast. You know, he was like, we got a shot, let's move on. We got a shot, let's move on. And that was really nice. But so he wasn't too much of a perfectionist. And I, that just comes with experience, I guess. But um, I think what was my favorite part about it was that everyone that was on that set, they were on it. They were in it for the good of the overall project. There were, were there was not a lot of egos. Um, yeah, there weren't a lot of egos involved. Nobody, you know, everyone just brought their A game and it felt so genuine, if that makes sense. And um, and that just made it a lot of fun. So, you know, one of the things I used to gauge whether or not I was happy with anything is I look I look at how I felt at the end of the day. And we mm -hmm. actually went out that night. And, and so that's how I know the energies were high because even though we started 7 a.m., we still kept going, you know? And I, and I think that was an indicative of the positive energy that was around us. I totally understand that in the sense of a long shoot day like that, yeah. you're not necessarily, you're, a lot of times you're gonna crash at the end of the day and be like, no, cut, that's yeah, a wrap for the day and everyone dancing. goes home. Yeah. And it's like, you were just riding that energy wave and then you're like, I still got a bunch of my own energy left. Exactly, I thought that was so, I mean, we were, I think we were also hoping to get one more shot. But the fact is we did go out, we went to like two different parties and, I, and it was it was just one of those nights, I'll never forget that day, you know? Stay tuned for more Song Facts Podcast right after this. Song Facts Podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you've been listening to this, you know we've been talking about this for a few weeks now and I am not ready to let it go. Mental health is something that affects all of us. It is not something to shy away from. It is just something that we all have to deal with, not a sign of weakness or anything like that. And I just really want to put that out there that if you are suffering from any sort of mental health issues at all, that you are not alone. And actually, without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. And the good news is that therapy works. But we all got to wonder, what is therapy? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated and you could use some tools, or you're just feeling insecure at work or just not dealing with stress very well. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of these normal human struggles and just start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy, and it offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is all about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself, because you are your greatest asset, and really... If you're going into it without a healthy mind, you're not going into it fully prepared. And now a special offer to Song Facts podcast listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash songfacts. That's betterhelp.com slash songfacts. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring the Song Facts podcast. Get your song facts back I love it. Um, we're here with Naomi Cowan, who's got amazing, amazing music coming out. Um, I read something that you recently recorded with Shaggy. Is mm -hmm. that right? Shaggy, yes, yes, yes. Yes. How did this collaboration come together? And then I guess when can we expect to hear that too? Yeah, I think he said it's going to be um, in the fall. He's going to drop this album. But uh, okay. what happened is that, you know, it was honestly, it was the most 
random thing for me. I mean, I know him and he knows me, but you know, he reached out to me through um, someone else that works with me and said, hey, I have a song that I wrote that I'd love Naomi to be on. And um, oh, so cool. I'm not gonna lie, I actually didn't even hear it until the day I got to the studio. I did not know what to expect. I had no clue what he had in mind. I didn't know. Nothing. I just ran with it because I'm like, well, if Shaggy <laughs> said he wants me on a track, I'm going to find my way to Miami and get that done. Right. So, yeah, yeah. And honestly, the song was it was perfect, meaning it was right up my alley. It was perfect for me. It was. Yeah. I mean, I think I really have to. I mean, obviously, he's he has, he's had an incredibly successful career. So I'm not yeah. surprised, but at the same time, I am so glad that he, like the song selection to me shows a lot about what he's observed in me as an artist and the fact that. So that's my, that's kind of where it leads me to question wise is it seems to me that you're at a point now where you've got this distinct, unique voice of your own and people will hear tracks, they'll hear music and they'll hear your voice along with that music and be like, I know who we need to get this. How does that kind of make you feel? Meaning like my, knowing that my song is going to be on his track, my voice? N knowing that like, no, just like he heard this music or right, made this music right. or produced it in some way and was like, what's yeah. going to round this out? I know it's Naomi. Cowell. I know, right? Uh, you know, and it well, so when I got there, I, I don't remember how it came up or how the conversation came up, but we ended up discussing how it, how he thought of me or why he thought of me and it was actually he said it was my um you know my music video for the song i have titled energy you know because okay. one thing that is for sure in in jamaica and in in my industry especially in the caribbean music is that there's no no there's we're not short on talent so you know it's not so much about your voice but more people more more than anything it's it's probably about your vibe and so i think what I appreciated is the fact that this particular song of mine and this video was very special to me. And even that song represents a turning point in my life. And so the fact that what we created, meaning myself and um, the director of that particular video, the fact that that creation allowed a new opportunity to come as a result was really special to me. So yeah, I think I, it's just, it was just an honor to know that he A, thought of me and B, saw me in a specific light because for him yeah. what he said was listen man like you when i saw you in that video he's like i've always known about who you are blah blah, blah. i know your parents he said but when i saw you on that video he said I, I saw that this girl this girl is um i can't remember his exact words but he basically said this girl is is definitely crossover material i guess oh I like and, it. and so i, I okay. was honored i was definitely honored that that energy did that literally <laughs> Yeah, and just like these little reassurances that can happen throughout a yes, career, right? Yes, yes. Um, okay, so you've got another song that's called Paradise Plum. We never had to say your word not to show silence. We're spending time on the regular. We'll pass the days when you just come up on my cellular. If I'm the book, then you're the editor. Kai, you know we always bring in all the best in us. It's not a rushing man Even though you cuss me cause I stress you yeah, I'm not noting man It's just a trusting man Doing life together, got each other I'm not noting You, you never put up a And this one is 
also a nickname that kind of your fans and some yeah. people are calling you. I don't mind that. I don't mind I it either. Like oh, it's great. It's great. <laughs> I think that's great. Um, so this one is approaching a 1 million streams on Spotify, which is just incredible. I didn't even know that. Um, yeah, I mean, you're 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 definitely rounding the turn, and like it's it's downhill from here, so it's gonna come quickly. Oh really? Um, I love that. I didn't even. I know we passed a million on a video. I didn't know. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it's coming. That's and it's it's got to be so incredible to think about that. Sorry, I, mean, I didn't know. Oh, that's wow. too loud for your um. No, that's great. No, well, I can balance that out. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> so exciting! So, I had no clue. Okay, so, such a great song. Such an amazing. Um, just rhythm and everything to this. What's the story behind how this one came together? Yeah, I love telling the story. So um, interestingly enough, so this so this song, same thing, um, a producer, his name is Teflon Zinc Fence. He brought the rhythm to me or brought the instrumental to me because he and I had been experimenting with quite a bit um, of, of ideas. And, you know, we he and I just knew we wanted to work together. So we just said, hey, let's just try and make as many demos as possible kind of a thing, right? And, mm -hmm. and, um, and so I remember it was October, I feel, October, November of 2017, I feel, where he came by with this instrumental. I still have the voice note from when I first heard the, the, the rhythm. And Please keep that. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I have it. Like, I think I've emailed it to myself <laughs> a gazillion times. Um, and, um, so long story short, as he was playing the, the instrumental, I immediately, there was an encounter, I guess you'd say there's an encounter I had with a, with a guy I had recently met in Toronto. So I was in Jamaica when I heard this, but there's this dude in Toronto that I had met and, um, and long story short, like. You know, it was, it was it's so funny because it wasn't someone I was really seriously dating, but it was someone that I had um, got, the feels. got the feels for, right? And, <laughs> you know, he immediately came to mind. And so that's where I came up with the part of the hook that said, um, uh, you, you never put up a fight, no. Uh, you just know me like we knew we never had to say a word, not a sound. Silence. So oh, what nice. had happened is is we it was just somebody that I hung out with, but it kind of ended up feeling like a date. And um, what I think the reason why I wrote what I wrote was because in the circumstance that he and I met, it was through mutual friends. So it was very there was no we weren't there was no pretenses involved. And so the, the yeah. time that we spent together that night, we walked around the city. We just went to different coffee shops. We walked into different bars. It was just very organic and not like, okay, I'm on this date or I like this guy or I like this girl. And let me ask them a series of, you know, small talk questions or anything like that. Like it was just so down to earth. And, and that's why I said, you, you never put up a fight because there was no games in this space. You know, yeah, sometimes yeah, the games sure. that we play with each other in dating and stuff like that. So there was no games. And then the second part where I said, you know me like you knew we never had to say a word, not a sound, silence. It's because there were some moments in that night where we um, we didn't really like try to fill the empty space. Like, you know, I'll never forget, like we were sitting in a park at one point in time and we we're just sitting there and we weren't saying anything and it was okay. 
you know, sometimes just comfortable silence. So yeah, I think there's so much beauty in being able to be in silence with people, not just in a romantic setting, but just even in general, like with friends and family. You know, you don't always have to fill the space. You can just like enjoy the space with somebody else. I think. So, um, so with that said, it's like that's that's really where that came from. Um, oh, I really I, like yeah. that kind of just like detailed backstory to that, and like to be able to like go back and remember that yeah. encounter, whatever you want to call it, whether it was an encounter, yeah. a date, or just a couple of like-minded souls hanging out for a few hours. Like that's just so incredible. And then the artist in you is the one because I think everybody that's listening right now can relate to something like that. It's the artist in you that turns that into beautiful music, and we appreciate that. Oh, thank you. But yeah, for sure. I mean, truthfully, too, it's like. That's what, that's, the hook was the first thing I found, actually. The hook was the really? first, yeah, man. I, so in the voice notes, within like six or seven minutes, like if you listen, like you just, I'm like scatting, I'm scatting, I'm scatting, then you just hear me go, da, 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 da silence. So the word silence, mm. the first, I found the melody, I find melodies first. I'm more of a melody writer than a, a lyric writer, I guess. Okay. Or, or, or rather my process is always melody sorry let me not say i don't write lyrics because clearly i write lyrics <laughs> but i said that to say i um i guess i said that to say i found the melody but the only word i found first was really uh silence so so as i mm. said that was the dominant emotion the dominant feeling i first found when i heard it um and then i approached another friend of mine who's a songwriter and I, yeah, I actually approached her to work together on filling in the rest of the, the picture, you know? Oh, that's so great to be able yes. to do that kind of collaboration with somebody too. And just like bring a word and a melody to them and then just be like, can you help me run this? And up? that's exactly. What, and then so we <laughs> sat down one night and we, um, she and I sat down and she asked me what, what I was feeling and what we're talking. We, we basically embellished the whole story. You know, because yeah. nothing was really like I, I didn't really anticipate moving forward with this dude, to be honest. But, um, you know, we embellished it as if the romance continued rather. If that's yeah. Hmm. So so that's how that song came to be. And, you know, it's it's literally it changed my life. The song changed my life. Oh, I love it. Yeah. That's so good. Such a great story. This is why we are here. Um, I've got just one more question for you because I want you to go on and enjoy some of that beautiful, lovely rainy yeah. season down in Jamaica. Um, but I, I, this is what something that's interesting to me because I have been fortunate enough to do quite a bit of travel in my life. And when I was 20, I took off and did like a, a few months over in Southeast mm -hmm. Asia. And I just remember staying at this place in Thailand for like six weeks. And I was just so incredibly impressed with how much reggae music I was surrounded by in that area. It mm. felt like I was on the island of Jamaica and I was over in this middle of nowhere yes. in Thailand. Um, so I'm. it got me wondering for you, because I feel like your music has a pretty good global reach. Mm -hmm. Have you had any fan surface in parts of the world that you just never could have imagined when you first started? Yeah, Mauritius recently. Was the first, that's, that mm. one just came to mind because there's a guy on my live and he's like, oh, I'm from Mauritius. And I was like, I don't even know where that I, is. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's, I think it's an African <laughs> country. Hold on. Yeah, it's in East Africa. Um, wow. Yeah, and Malta, I think, was a country I saw. So that was really like, whoa. Um, especially because I had a teacher, which is also very random. 
I did have a teacher in high school from Malta. So that's my, that was my only, um, uh, what's the word? That was my only like association with that country was this one teacher that we had. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, I think what's so beautiful and that's why I decided to pursue this genre um, was by like observing my parents and their life and their career and everything like that. I looked at just, I'll never forget just, you know, growing up and they'd come back from countries like Singapore, Japan, whatever. And Mm -hmm. I was thinking like, these people don't even really, you know, maybe they speak a little English, but how is it that this music took them so far across so many cultures and and communities? So um, that was really why I chose reggae, because I recognize that reggae is such a, it's such a universal language is the word I would use. Yeah. And um, what's dope about reggae music is that I've recognized that no matter no matter where you're from, no matter what language you speak, no matter, you know, I've recognized that with reggae, it, um, how do I say it? Reggae gives everybody a very similar emotion. Yes. You know, I, I, and it's not to knock other genres or anything like that. But for example, I feel as though, you know, not everyone can listen to punk rock. Not everyone can nope. listen to country. Not every, I mean, even though country is beautiful, I like country music, but I, 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 I say that to say like, if you, if you took a crowd of people, you know, and there's a wide cross section of languages and religion and this and that, whatever, um, if you play reggae music, I feel like they would start swaying in the same way, is what I would say. I completely it's agree with this. I, I can picture what you're so saying. I'm saying. So it's like it's a very spiritual um, genre, you know, and, and it does something to the soul that you really, I have not seen any other genre be able to, to, to do. And it's not to knock it, but, you know, I, so I think for me, because my desire, um, has always been to reach people in a positive light. Um, I felt like, man, reggae is is such a is such a great pathway. So, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't disagree with that at all. I think that there's something there in the rhythm, in the in the drums, and just like the feel. It just has its self cornered as feel good music, and I think mm-hmm. you're doing a really nice job of extending that tradition on. And I, Naomi, I can't thank you enough for coming on and talking, telling us some of your oh, story, and you. just like, I, I hope that we're introducing some more people to your music, and I can't wait to see what comes next. I hope so too. Thank you. I mean, I'm I'm really happy to be doing you know more conversations like this because. Um, the typical questions after a while get really stale and, and I've always had, I know for me, my desire in this, in this space and in this industry, it's literally to just find people that, um, I don't know if you can swear on these kind of things. But swear away. Yeah, I yeah, know. In other words, it's like, I think as a musician, what I consider success is finding people that fuck with me and I fuck with them, you yep. know? Um, cause at the end of the day, it's a, it's a, it's a shared experience. It's not. If I was making music for myself, I would just be at home or go to open mic nights and do that, right? Yeah. But you know, I'm hoping that I can be a vessel as a storyteller through the through the through the art of song. So for me, mm-hmm. it's like you know, to be able to have these kinds of conversations, actually talking about the songs, is so nice. 
it's so nice compared to the typical like so you know who are your influence you know i just feel like man not to you know not that i will never will never answer those questions again but they just get really stale very fast um so i appreciate what you're doing and you know just the fact that we can delve into into the stories yeah i think that's that's one thing that is important to me and i, I appreciate you saying that because i do get tired of the same old questions i really try and do my research and make it so that we can have a conversation that is different because as you know there's a lot of time that artists spend in the publicity arena and if it gets repetitive it gets boring for everyone and um yeah hopefully i can keep trying to do that i really appreciate your time and i wish you yeah, nothing man. but the best thank you so much naomi thank you nice to meet you thank you thank you thank you to naomi for coming on the show I always love finding some feel-good summer music, and this popped into my world just in time. Also really excited for that collaboration with Shaggy to come out later this year. Should be amazing. As always, for the stories behind the songs, go to songfacts.com. Thank you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.